0: Welcome to Screen Run. I'm your host, the Lady Juan, and I'm here with Chris Galza. This today is a very special episode,
1: like after-school special. Special, yeah,
0: yeah. We're not, we're not going to teach you a valuable life lesson about bullying or abstinence or staying away from drugs, but
1: you're very pro drugs.
0: This is, yeah. (laughs) I'm fine with it, man. Just you do you. Speaking of drugs, (laughs) returning to season one we're returning to kevin smith <laughs> we threatened you with it and um we're back for clerks three and you have to stay tuned because we are going to reveal <gasps> our season three theme
1: oh my goodness
0: uh
2: yeah!
0: <laughs> uh yeah this is this is an exciting episode right
1: uh, <laughs> sure. I will say when we first discussed doing this, and you want to lay the groundwork? not we didn't only just see Clerks 3. Yeah. We did something even more special than that. Super special. So, but wh- after coming off the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I'm still makes me feel icky. And, died. <laughs> and then I'm just what a just a dull, unfunny experience I think mm. that was. Yeah. I was looking at Clerks Three and I'm like, oh no. Oh not more <laughs> of the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well I uh I just listened to our <laughs> reboot episode to remind myself what what it is we do here. And um at the end of it we talked about what do you want next?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mall rats two or clerks three. Oh, what did I say?: You said clerks three. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, you said it because you're like, I want more of this, And I said it because I hate clerks two, and I'm fine with never going back to mall rats. And so we had very different reasons, but we both wanted clerks three.: Did I enjoy
1: Jane Saba reboot at the time? <laughs>
0: You you waffled really hard between giving it a two and a half and a three.
1: Just because of nostalgia? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you're a fan of nostalgia.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, why why don't you uh tell the folks how we finally got to see Clerks three?
1: So it had done its fathom events type run like what a month ago.
0: Or I think so? so. Yeah.
1: And it's been available to stream now for a little bit too, mm-hmm. but. What the Juan and I did, like cool people, <laughs> is we waited for the convenience tour, yeah. which is Kevin Smith and potentially a surprise guest Ooh. touring the film, doing an intro, and then hosting a and a afterwards. This is my first Kevin Smith, who some people at one point thought could be the new Martin Scorsese. Uh, <laughs> but this is my first experience seeing Smith live in any kind of Mm -hmm. presentational or Q&A status. So I was looking uh, very much forward to that part of it to see kind of the get that Because supposedly he's he's a big talker. Supposedly. He's a big talker. (laughs) He likes to discuss stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've always found him at least an interesting person. So I was looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. I was kind of... I don't know. I feel like, again, like I had like a different feeling going into it. I was just like, oh, I'm excited to see this movie because, again, like I I hated Clerks too, And I was like, there's nowhere but up. And then I heard like some good buzz and I was like, oh maybe I'm gonna really like this movie and I wasn't as excited about seeing him because I was kind of nervous about like not that he would ever see me but like being in the same room with someone who I spent like a lot many many hours on the internet complaining about that I was like oh maybe this is maybe I'm gonna be annoyed by him and I wasn't what's good yeah I thought I mean yeah he talks a lot how long was that Q&A that was like An hour and a half,
1: something like that. Yeah, it was fucking long. It was. I think he he tries to keep the forty five or to an hour. (laughs) Yeah, it did
0: not did not do that. And and he he told us he's like it will be a couple of cues and a lot of fucking a's. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a very very cool experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, obviously, my first time seeing him, and uh, the best way to see his movies. Oh, that's interesting. Uh what do you think? I think so.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll climb on board that horse. I so I'll, I'll agree with you on that.
0: Have you watched Clerks 3 apart from our viewing experience in the theater?
1: Not as of yet, no.
0: Okay. So I did. And it's it's not as funny at home in my room by myself. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I miss like the the crowd. So we went and saw the convenience store at the Tampa Theater, mm-hmm. which was sold out. Packed. Absolutely not an empty seat in the house. Line around the block, which is wild because we had assigned seats. So right. like truly there is no need to get in line two hours early. You are sitting where you're sitting. And uh, it didn't start on time either. So yep. just absolutely packed. I've never seen so many hockey jerseys not at a hockey game.
1: <laughs> Lots of cosplay ish. Yeah. guess is how you would put it. Lots of just clothing homages to the franchise. There were some. The place was packed with Kevin Smithaholics or whatever it is we call them. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah,
0: I've I've also never seen that many bowling shirts in person. Like that was the dress code. I missed the memo. <laughs> like I was wearing my Berserker shirt though, so.
1: And I was kicking myself for not wearing my movie's visor. I totally forgot that I That's even had it. I can't believe. Oh my
0: gosh. You're slacking, man. Is that going to be your, your Halloween costume?
1: Mm, I didn't even oh. think of that.
0: Oh, come on, man. There's still time.
1: There is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was absolutely full house, mm-hmm. a shared experience. And I think, given the context of this movie, that it is about revisiting essentially his origin story as an artist, seeing it with a ton of people who will understand every little reference and appreciate every callback. Best possible scenario, I think, for watching this one in particular, maybe like future non-super view-askew type stuff that he makes you don't need to see with a full room of people who pay extra money to see the guy talk. But I think that added to... Clerks three, like in a huge way for for me at least.
1: Well, I think movie going. One of the things I love about movie going is when you go and see certain genres of films yeah. with an audience. Horror films and comedies are best to go see with as kind of crowded a house as possible. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to something like this and you have this kind of communal experience, yeah, with everybody there, we're all there for the same reason. We love these characters. Uh, we. Enjoy the humor as raunchy as it gets. The raunchier, the better. <laughs> um, and it's it's great to have that experience, especially the, the nostalgia. Smith goes as far as to play actual clips from Clerks yeah. in the movie along with recreating them. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it is a bunch of, at times, Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time of Hollywood <laughs> memes come to life where you're pointing you know, at the screen uh. and cheering loudly and, and the like.
0: Uh I I am laughing extra hard at that because you said the same thing in the reboot episode.
1: <laughs> I did? Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you were go. like,
0: So what was your Leonardo DiCaprio point at the screen moment?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, even more so here. But I will say yeah. much more effective and much funnier. Oh yes. For me. But I am n- nervous now to rewatch this. I was gonna I'm gonna talk about a couple other things, but I was you can actually pre order the Blu ray right now and it's like fourteen bucks.
0: Yeah. You can rent it or excuse me, you can purchase it. On Amazon streaming for fourteen bucks, which I did. Okay. So I have all three on my digital downloads on Amazon.
1: I'm So disappointed <laughs> in you, being a physical media guy. I Don't I'm have a DVD for...
0: player, Chris. Jeez.
1: Okay, <laughs> well, maybe you know what? For Christmas, I'm gonna go out and buy you at Best Buy a Blu-ray player for forty bucks because right? I think that's what they run at this point in that time. Uh I'm it's... not. I, you don't. You don't earn a 4K player out of me because i'm so disappointed <laughs> in your that's fair i haven't heard media. I know. but no I, i'm sitting tight because i want to get all the stuff like an autograph maybe copy from view askew store but they don't have anything on there yet for that and i also had resisted a temptation to wait in the god-awful long uh merch line oh yeah because oh well, i'll just buy the stuff online It's like nothing online either for yeah. this. So I don't know if they're just waiting for the Blu-ray rollout or if they're not going to do. Because I'm going to tell you, I would not mind a uh, suck me off and make me gum, <laughs> Gum Sucker t-shirt. Yes. That was
0: very funny. Which take off a kind
1: of a blow pops. But I, <laughs> I found that very amusing. Not, not that my wife would ever allow that in the house. But still, I would, I don't know. There's certain things I would like to get a hand on. So I don't know what's going on, but... Secret stash has got to get on their game there and get some of that stuff on the line,
0: yeah, maybe they're just holding it all for like a Black Friday holiday sale, crossing maybe. the just fingers to finish there. The tour,
1: yeah, maybe, so what's the plan here? Do you wanna we're we still <laughs> running through the convenience store stuff, so at some point we have gotta just tell you people what the movie's even about, yeah too.
0: yeah, so let's let's get into the the actual movie itself, no, so. But- um again, I have the the luxury of having just listened to us right before <laughs> we started recording this, but we knew when we recorded reboot the rough kind of outline of what Clerk Street was going to be at that time. It was already kind of out there that the story was Randall has a heart attack, and then what we said then was, uh, Dante makes a movie about his life so really what happens in the actual film is Randall has a heart attack and then Randall comes out of it being like I've done nothing with my life if I died like that everybody thought I was going to nobody would care I've achieved nothing there's there's nothing there all I did was watch movies and Dante's like I always thought you could make a movie and then he's like yeah all right I will and <laughs> so things kind of go on from there and he decides to essentially make the movie of Clerks And like Chris said, we see a lot of recreation of scenes from Clerks. And then also towards the end, we see the actual scenes from Clerks. So that's kind of like the rough outline of what happens in the film. Okay. So did you enjoy this film?
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was much more successful than yeah. the Jane and Bob reboot. I think that some of the jokes land really well. I think mm-hmm. it is laugh out loud funny at times. Mm-hmm. I think it comes very close to capturing kind of the excitement and irreverence and that sense, the subversion, I think, of the first film. Mm-hmm. That sense that you're feeling, you're watching, excuse me, something really kind of special and unique. And then uh, the more I thought about it, I think I attribute a lot of that too, though, to the progression of Randall and Dante, uh, Jeff Anderson and and Brian Halloran, their prog- progression as actors. Yeah. And it doesn't quite capture the, as I said, the how special the first film was. Mm-hmm. And because you got to remember, you're much, 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 much <laughs> younger than me. And <laughs> when the first film came out it was 1994. I had just graduated mm-hmm. high school a year prior. And this is before streaming. This is before, you know, all this stuff. I had, I had heard, this before the big internet was really big too, right? <laughs> so yeah. this is, you just would hear about this stuff from the grapevine, from a, a buddy or cousin's friend had seen this movie that was supposed to be hilarious and you had to track down a VHS copy to watch it type of a yeah. thing. And it was magical for me watching the first film. I laughed so hard I cried watching the original <laughs> Clerks. And it comes close to recapturing some of that magic. There is a lot of stuff in here that I really enjoyed and love. But I think that I was especially impressed by, particularly, was Brian O'Halloran. Yeah. This man delivers the performance of his life. Yeah. When they recreate the Salsa Sharks scene. Oh. oh, I
0: have goosebumps. I yeah. Have goosebumps I have goosebumps right now.
1: He is on another level with mm-hmm. that delivery and then part of the q a which I guess we can talk a little bit about later yes. but part of the q a smith says if this wasn't like this little dopey uh comedy independently money you know filmed comedy that this is more of a legit mainstream hollywood film that a Halloran could be up for some nominations now oscar's uh, independent spirit award yeah maybe, maybe yeah i i think he's that good in this What what are your thoughts
0: yeah. I thought he was great. Like at times I was uncomfortable with his sadness mm-hmm. because it was so real. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I don't I don't wanna watch this man cry. But like not in a way that I was like, oh, turn it off, but straight up in a way that I was like, somebody help him. Some somebody make him feel better, because this is this is brutal. It's like, you know, watching a friend go through something really hard when you know that like just giving them a hug isn't gonna help. It was like that feeling of helplessness. And yep. he was, yeah, it was really raw. And he he was fantastic.
1: Absolutely. So what about you, though? What was your experience watching this? Because you love Clerks too, I think we're firmly established. <laughs> I, I think out so of much. all the films, I think that's the one that we're most divided on, right? Is Clerks yeah. 2?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, like, way up here, and I'm, like, way down here. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm you- angry that I own it digitally. <sighs> <laughs>
1: And I'm looking at upgrading my DVD to the, the blue right now. That's like 13 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, yeah go for it. I'm pulling the trigger on that one. I yeah. do think Clerks 2 is great. I think it's Ugh. unfairly maligned in that people who don't like it just don't get it, man. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, did,
0: you- I did all the qualifying homework to get it, and I don't like it. Fine. <laughs> I just I don't. I don't. But you know what? Here's what I'm going to say mm-hmm. I would never want it erased from film history because without it we don't get this.
1: Ooh, so you a... enjoyed the 3, huh?
0: I loved it so much. That's I really cool. did. I I think we talked about it before we went into the theater. You were cautiously pessimistic. I was cautiously optimistic, which is just weird for us, I think, talking about Kevin Smith stuff. But from the jump, I was immediately on board. I love the song Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> Like, (laughs) I unapologetically enjoy, I'm not going to say My Chemical Romance overall because I'm not going to pretend like I know any of their songs that aren't singles, but I love their singles and I love that song. It is simultaneously melancholy and jubilant. Like, that song is so sad but so inspiring at the same time and that is the perfect way to open this movie, Mm. it's the right vibe. And I again, I was so glad to watch this in a crowded theater full of Kevin Smith fans because somewhere else, if anybody else is watching that movie that doesn't know the series and know his whole catalog that well, establishing shots of a convenience store are not going to make you cheer. (laughs) But they do in this. Like every single one of those little shots... Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, like yelling in the theater. And it was just so cool.
1: Gum on the locks. Yeah. Just
0: it just immediately pulled me into it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. I'm going to like this. Yeah. It's a strong start and was strong all the way through.
1: Would you, could you recommend it as a standalone film? No. Independent of any of the other movies?
0: No. Not that it's not well acted, well shot, got funny jokes, but I don't think it has the impact without the prerequisites.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to like when, uh, when, uh, Gigliotti shows up, yeah. you're not going to get, <laughs>
0: you'd be like, who's this woman? Why is what? she telling?
1: <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> what a fun little great scene that is. And then again, another opportunity for a Halloran to shine. Yeah. In that scene when they, he talks to her in, in her SUV. And, uh, Just a lot of little moments like that. I think I agree with you. It is a prerequisite to have seen, at a minimum, the uh, first film. Yeah. And I think it helps with the second film because I think it adds to the pathos. Pathos? Whichever, how people describe it or say it. I can't even talk. (laughs) The stuff with Becky and Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Who clearly, and I think Smith says it in in the tour, that they basically had her for like half of a day. Yeah. So that's why I guess they wrote her out. As the saddest way possible,
0: oh, brutal, absolutely brutal.
1: But I'm glad she was able to uh, uh, at least show up. So yeah, it was a nice little moment too, as well.
0: Yeah, full. Uh, the whole crowd applauded when we first see her. So um, just. I'm just going to explain everything just in case sure. some some random person listens to this without having seen Clerks 3. I feel like everybody's going to have seen it, but let's, let's just go go right into it. So during the aforementioned establishing shots in the quick stop, you see that there is a picture of Becky that says, like, R.I.P. Yeah. And so that's how you know during the opening, essentially, montage, you're like, oh, she's dead. Oh, yeah. oh, no. That's, that's very sad because they just quickly flash on like a picture of her and her birth and death year and so you know that it it was rather quickly after Clerks 2
2: Snoochie Boochies
1: oh wait that's that's, that's important (laughs) that doesn't work at all oh that's just wrong
0: (laughs) what a weird choice sir
1: (laughs) okay okay so Jay had nothing to do with it okay
0: yes, but um, so we do see immediately she's she has passed, and also having having watched this movie yet again last night in the the thank you part of the credits, Smith thanks Rosario for um taking a break from being a Jedi for a day to come mm-hmm. do this, so that's pretty cool yeah so yeah, so Becky Becky is no longer with us, but we do get dante's conversations with the ghost of Becky a few times throughout the movie and um I feel like Becky, honestly, this is like, for a Kevin Smith movie, this is the least amount of, like, sex talk throughout the entire film. Yeah. Um. I feel like yeah. Becky does most of the talking about sex because apparently all you do in heaven is fuck and she's on the celebrity circuit. Yeah. So really, really happy for Becky. Sounds like she's having a great time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs>
0: But, but yeah, to, to go back to like the prereqs for this, I think again, I don't have to keep going on about clerks too, but seeing that, if you don't see that, then you have no idea of what the hell Elias is or is about. You need That's that. That's a great point. You're right. <laughs> and he is a, a, a wild part of this. In the credits, Smith thanks him for asking the single question Can I wear a red cape? At some point, which I guess somehow caused the entire genesis of the idea of what if he went from being in a really, really over-the-top Christian to becoming a Satanist.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pocket that for the later segment <laughs> in the show. I don't want to spoil any of my stuff. So, yes.
0: Yeah, really yeah. fun stuff there with Elias. So Elias and Becky and a tiny bit of Emma are the important parts from Clerks 2 to know for this
1: movie. So let me ask you one. Are you at all concerned? So you say you need to watch it. You need to familiarize yourself and see the prior films to really enjoy this. Is it at all crushed by the weight of nostalgia? Because that's what this kind of film is almost built, even more so mm. than I think Jay and Silent Bob reboot, is the revisiting, as I said, not only of refilming, reshooting or whatever, these scenes, but inserting clips from the original films. Does it at all at any point kind of get drowned out by going back home. That's my question. Can you really go back home again with this stuff? It sounds like you think yes. It, it's not too heavy. Yeah,
0: I do. And I think it's more successful than Jay and Silent Bob reboot because it feels like it's about Dante and Randall more mm-hmm. than it's about Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. which that's not necessarily true. It's it's really his story in so many ways. But when you're watching Jay and Silent Bob reboot, you're really being hit over the head with the message of that movie, which is it's not about you anymore. It's about the kids. Yeah. And like literally his child is the star of the movie. So like you get that. And like I talked about when we talked about that film before that scene where Holden is explaining fatherhood and that how that changes you, that's what that becomes. And you can't help but watch that as, that's Kevin Smith's story. That's what he's going through. And that's not a criticism. That's just yep. sort of a fact. But this one feels like it's about these characters. It feels like it's about closing out Dante's story, taking the next step in Randall's story. And it's really serving the story and the characters rather than just what is kevin smith going through in therapy but that's probably also true (laughs) it's probably all of it which he did um you know in the in the convenience store he did give his like three reasons behind the three lessons he wants you to get out of this movie
1: right so what are those three lessons Uh,
0: the first the first two I am 100% confident in. The third one, you might have to remind me of the exact wording because I did have two high noons during the movie. So lesson number one is to check your heart. <laughs> yeah, Like He's like, get that checked out. Take care of yourself. Don't let it happen to you. Lesson number two is to not let the sun go down on an argument. Mm-hmm. And the way I wrote down lesson number three, and again, check me, correct me, feel free, um, was don't waste this. Don't waste this day. Don't waste an opportunity. Don't waste... A dream, do it, yep. go for it, make it
1: count. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. That's basically what he wants you to take out of this. And he's right. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. On all three of those points, basically. So yeah. It is at times as an older gentleman who is facing, <laughs> you know, death's door at any moment in my mid forties, I have moments of that now. You know, mm-hmm. like what am I doing? What am I doing? What have I done? Yeah. And it is hearing that kind of stuff is motivational, but then the problem is you get sucked right back into the everyday trappings of your life and your mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yeah. And it makes things like that difficult. I can't tell you how many grand plans and ideas I've had that I've failed to execute, which I've discussed with my partner, or I've discussed with my therapist. And seeing that too, it's, it's nice. It's true. It's inspirational. It's also frustrating yeah. to hear it again. Um, but still, <laughs> it is a good message that you should try and heed and mm-hmm. do, You know, even if it's something small. I, I agree with you. It's, uh yeah.
0: Yeah, I think as we've established, I am just so, so much younger than you. So much yes. younger. Oof. Like it's exhausting. But so far right. I have avoided a lot of those feelings just because I'm not so certain the world is going to continue e- to exist for so long. So I, yeah. I haven't worried about what have I failed to accomplish yet because I'm like, eh, am I going to get to 50? Is the earth still going to exist? <laughs> so I... You know, I will get there. I will will come to those thoughts. But right now, I just live in, in fear of the apocalypse. So I'm not so much worried about me. That's true. But I'll get there. I will. Like, no doubt. And it will be rough because I will have been putting it off for so long.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's coming. Gonna be it's fine. It's, gonna be but it's not You're gonna coming today. It. You're going to hate it. So good. <laughs> but you know what? You may be, you know, killing people for potable water by that. So who knows?
0: Yeah. Truly, I have um, just from other, other movies and tv that i've been watching lately i have been trying to figure out like what survival skills am i lacking just in mm-hmm. case
1: just... oh yeah i'm not gonna make it
0: yeah you know i've i kind of i feel like maybe i don't need to well, like so. is anybody gonna need writers and podcasters during the apocalypse like, i don't i don't think i'm gonna be serving a whole lot of purpose
1: you'll be uh the <laughs> dave foley and the kids in the hall sketch. have you seen the reboot <laughs> yes where he's the dj playing the uh, roller skate song. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. <laughs> That'll be you. I love that one. Oh, that was so. so
1: what was the big ex- one of the big exciting reveals too at the convenience tour? The Q and A afterwards. Is yeah. Who else was there?
0: Our our special guest was star of the film Brian O'Halloran.
1: Yeah, Mr. Dan T.
0: Dan T. was in the building. It was very cool. I was not expecting that. Nope. He was great. Uh, He had like a big giant beer out on stage with him and he was just answering all the questions and being very funny. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited that we got to see him and hear his side of things because this is so much about Dante's story. And Dante's story has been Kevin Smith's story for a while, but it's also such an important and a huge part of Brian O'Halloran's life that it was really, it's a lot harder to find how Brian O'Halloran feels about things out there Mm -hmm. on the internet than to find out how Kevin Smith feels about things. (laughs) So it was like a special treat to kind of have that, yeah. To and to hear from him. So it was awesome. It was really, really cool.
1: Yeah, that was absolutely fun. I think I mean Smith obviously dominated all the QA stuff. <laughs> but Halloran did have some interesting things. And I one thing too I liked in the beginning, there was this young woman. We were up in the balcony area on the downs. <laughs> she was going nuts basically the whole time. Yeah. And Smith at one point's like, Lady, you need to chill out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh yeah, no, it was good. It was uh it was a fun experience, lots of good questions. A lot, a few questions that were good. But I say one of the most interesting things is he talks about what the original plan for Clerk's Three was. It was a very different movie. Yeah. And if you see in the background of the Clerk's Three, we got there's like comics and posters Mm -hmm. and stuff on Ranger Danger. And that's because that was supposed to play a much bigger role in the original version of the film. Now, do you recall any of that? Do you want to tell the fine listeners kind of what? The roughly, the plot was of yeah, originally which I yeah. thought was really interesting, but entirely too dark.
0: Oh, oh God, yeah. So let me let me try and remember as much of it as possible. Kind of the the start off to it was that Randall was going to be waiting in line for the Ranger Danger movie mm-hmm. for a year um, because he didn't have anything better to do. So that that's like one part of it is you know th- that that on its own is its own kind of dark just yep. the idea that you could just be like i'm not missing anything if i just stand here in line for a movie for a year yeah, right. um i'm not missing anything nobody's missing me that i'm doing this uh, that's its own kind of dark but then what we were going to get was a theater shooting
1: like yeah
0: it's uh, i it feels it feels gross even really talking about it when i'm uncomfortable with something i don't handle it well and i don't want to talk about it and i'm still deeply uncomfortable discussing mass shootings especially in movie theaters because that's the place that i like to go to and America escape reality and you know just kind of go into this other world and it's taken me a really long time to not sit down and check where the exits are every single time and now if it just he's reminded me of that i think i'm going to get back to just checking my my path, like, mm-hmm. what's the best move? How high are the seats in front of me? Can I just lay down on the floor? Which is a really depressing thing to think about yep. when you're just trying to go out and enjoy yourself. But, you know, I was in middle school when Columbine happened, and I went to school every day with the plan that I would lie behind my violin case in case it Jeez. happened, because like, cause that was my mom's advice. She was like, get behind your violin case and just play dead, just stay down. So, you know, God, th- that's yeah. been my whole life, so...
1: I did not know you were a band geek, though. So that's. that's oh, uh, orchestra, that's man. It's even worse. Okay. <laughs> Look at you.
0: Yeah. So that was uh, a lot of the original story. Um, so we were still going to have Dante die in that, right?
1: Well, I guess spoilers there. Yeah, Dante dies <laughs> in Clerks Three.
0: Well, yes, he does.
1: But he wasn't gonna die. But his daughter was gonna be alive in this yeah. version. And yeah. I love the running gag that she was like a really going to be a really good hockey player. or She was a really good yeah. goalie. Yeah. So every now and then, Randall would just continuously throw things, things at her. At her. Out of the blo- <laughs> and she would like catch it or block it or something. Yeah. Randomly. I yeah. like. I like. There's a couple running gags like that where there'd be a a couple of young girls that were always kind of trailing and making fun of Jane Silent Bob throughout <laughs> the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, so some of that stuff looked pretty interesting, but overall, yeah, I think he was right to bag that and go with what we got. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. I, and he kept going back to one of the things too, that he felt that, why the film was so important to him was because he once again drew from his real life, mm-hmm. which he hadn't been doing for a while. Yeah. I mean that's what finally kind of ignited him and inspired him to kind of move forward and, and make this film.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad we got back to this and I'm glad he was able to bring us his experiences again because I think through our first season, as we continued to talk about his movies, there was a point at which I was like, I don't think this dude has anything more to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think we're fresh out of inspiration because his life is just awesome now. Um, <laughs> That's right. I remember and, that. yeah. you know, we, we also like for, for the two of us, not having human children, only having canine children, Reboot was sort of like, yeah, I get it, but also I don't relate to that. Like, mm-hmm. I understand the concept of what you're saying, but that doesn't resonate for me. Yeah. Whereas this, yeah, this is examining your whole life. This is like, Looking back lovingly, but also looking back at like what you didn't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thematically, this worked a whole lot better for me than than reboot, which I enjoyed. I still enjoyed some of reboot, but this worked better on every level for me.
1: Absolutely. I think you're entirely right.
0: I have a long list of jokes that I loved. (laughs) So many jokes. So yeah, are I we love.
1: transitioning to our favorite gag then, or uh, do you well, want to be your favorite reference? What do you I, want
0: to do? I don't even know because so I watched it again last night and I was like, I'll take a bunch of notes and get ready for the conversation. No, yeah. literally, all of my notes are: is I like this and I like this and I like this. Those aren't notes.
1: You're, right. <laughs> like, You're like Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah.
0: In all of Kevin Smith's films, we get a lot of cameos and, and callbacks yeah. to past characters, and there is an entire audition scene where we get to see some past view askew cast members, just some fun little cameos. So I was reading last night, that's like the first time Sarah Michelle Gellar has been on a like a theatrical release in like 13 years or something. Really? Yeah.
1: What? what why is that? I is... don't know.
0: I guess she's just happy in life. Oh, good um, for her. What's she doing the voice of? Oh my gosh. What is it that I watch as she's the main voice? Oh, it's uh, Kevin Smith's. T-Man. Oh, she's Tila. Yeah. Because I was like, who the hell? I, She was a voice in something. So that's that's it. Oh, I haven't watched that. I love that Freddie Prince Jr. And in, in the audition, he introduces himself as Freddie Prince Jr. So, <laughs> so he really just is himself. I, I think Bobby Moynihan absolutely nailed his Silent Bill audition. There's so many, so many in, in that audition scene. Also, one of our favorites from Strike Back, we got Ben Affleck coming back with... Lion face, lemon face.
1: <laughs> I got to say, <laughs> one of my favorite things about this whole Kevin Smith family, if you will, yeah, is that Affleck keeps coming back. I know. Thing. I and love that it. The relationship between them is that strong. Yeah. There's that, that much more love there that Affleck will just show up, he'll pop in for 20 minutes and then take off again. Yeah. And, and it's just... I don't know. Just, there's just an earnestness, you know, and a sweetness about that whole thing that whenever Affleck shows up in Smith's movies, there's just a part of my heart warms up just a little bit.
0: I know. It's like, it makes me so happy for them.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Is that weird to be happy for these incredibly
1: successful men that they are continuing a friendship? It's like when <laughs> Affleck got back together with J-Lo. It's that same I kind know, of- I <laughs> It's so fulfilling. <laughs> I'm so happy for them.
0: <laughs> but i was i w- i mean i knew he was gonna show up i was like this is inevitable they have to come up with a way for him to show up but for him to do lion face lemon face yeah i, I was just like oh my Boston god uh, oh it was so good
1: no in the convenience store yes. thing smith said he kicked himself for not having him do a Matt damon impression instead yeah
0: yeah like a, a bad one up. though yeah like a Dad, and I love that everybody calls him Maddie Damon. I don't know why I love this so much that he's Maddie to all of them. So all of those au- audition scenes:
1: Michael, Anthony, Michael Hall, Danny trail Ralph Garman, Melissa Benoist. Yes, yes. and then uh, of course, I know your personal favorite: the uh, Impractical Jokers. All four of them show up, <laughs> and I'm watching this. I was just I like, "Who are sarcastic.
0: those dudes? I don't know yep. them." <laughs>
1: I recognize I think one of them and yeah. then it clicked this together. Oh, was probably all of them. Yeah. I, and I'm like I don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it.
0: I don't either.
1: Painfully unfunny to me. It
0: just does, it doesn't do it for me, but but I appreciate that it does for some people. Yeah, I guess good for you. <laughs> it's right. nice for them. I enjoyed seeing Mosier in there. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. It's
2: beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
0: So just Absolutely loved loved the audition scene. Another kinda I guess cameo that we got before that was Amy Sidaris. Oh.
2: On a scale of one to ten, how bad would you say your pain level is? My
1: pain level? It's like a negative three.
2: Well, you're doing it all wrong. You're supposed to be in a lot of pain when you have a heart attack.
1: Wait a minute, I had a heart attack?
2: No, that's not what I said. You misunderstood me.
1: Oh thank Christ.
2: You're having a heart attack right now as we speak. A yes. massive one. So we have to act pretty quickly. I just wish I wasn't so hungover. I'm kidding. I'm going to go get all glammed up for our big date, and I'll see you in the O.R. Look at me. Uh Everything's going to be fine, all right?
1: Good. All right.
2: He's not going to make it.
1: (laughs) Jesus, could someone page the good witch? What's next, a fucking munchkin?
2: Shave and a haircut. Two bits.
1: Yeah, so I left that little (laughs) teaser, too, because there's another cameo that shows up. That guy. But, which I think is very funny. But I love Sedaris. I think oh. she is brilliant. Ever since Strangers with Candy Days for me. Yeah. And um, she is great in this. After that, when we were going to get to the favorite jokes, favorite gags, that initially was going to be it. That whole thing with... The, what you don't know if you haven't seen is she's dressed up as a witch because <laughs> she came from a Halloween party. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. just I absolutely adored her. In
0: yeah. Movie. She's always just a delight. But Randall explaining, quote, the Star Wars show... To her <laughs> that she's on, and then she's just like, "What?" And he's like, "The Star Wars show," because she does not know what the the Mandalorian is. Absolutely love that. Also, my little Star Wars segue here. The entire presentation of that Jay and Silent Bob are clearly the C three PO and R two D two. Yeah, they've been here since the first movie, which was the last time they were cool. It's just so so perfect. I always appreciate when these movies acknowledge like the thoughts that you're having while you're having it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that scene ends with <sighs> Justin Long coming in to shave Randall's groin.
1: <laughs> He's yeah, just, he does this kind of weird voice yes. during it, but it's still it's it, there are parts of it that are just very very funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: I know we just talked about all of the different cameos and everything, but it's done with as much restraint as I've ever seen Kevin Smith have. It's not like Reboot or Strike Back where it's just like Look a famous person, and then, like wait for the reaction, like yeah. it's done, kind of we get our kind of two back to back right there, but Amy Sedaris is playing a character, like she's yeah,
1: and she doesn't have any you know a previous affiliation right with any of the View skew films. I don't think she's been in anything no. previously, uh-uh. So
0: no, so she's just being an actress in a role, yes. um, it's just kind of funny that they're talking about Mandalorian and then she's a recurring cast member of Mandalorian um. But the, the significant celebrity cameos are kind of kept in the audition scene where it would be yep. appropriate. And then the rest of the cameos are really... Even calling them cameos is kind of a stretch because it's just bringing back the original customers from the fl- first Clerks
1: movie.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know most of their names, but I'm just like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, yeah. it's it's that lady. Like, it's...
1: Hey, it's <laughs> Julie's guy. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it it's done in a way that it doesn't just become like those other <laughs> the other movies that he's done before where it's just the content is the cameo. Yeah. It's it's just sort of the cameo is like the seasoning to it. I also love when uh Rick Darris comes back. Yes. I'm excited to see that Rick Darris is an ally. And he is calling out the lack of diversity in this movie. I really appreciated that from him. It's yeah. not where I would have expected a guy like Rick Darris to end up. Well, uh, he's grown. So I'm really proud of him.
1: I loved it. I think that this is a lot more successful than I anticipated it was going to be. I yeah. was very happy about that. I had a lot of fun with it, revisiting these old characters. when they And then like the children of one, was it? It was going to be one of my favorite references at one point where, what is it, the contractor guy shows up? Oh, yeah. And his son yeah. is actually in the scene yeah. too. <laughs> And he says something no, 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 like, you "Talk to my father that yeah. way," or something like that. Uh-huh. And Randall has a, that's the mm-hmm. most New Jersey thing yeah. ever I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> but you know, just seeing all the like you said, the customers coming back, and how even yeah. though it's a lot, it's a lot of fan service stuff. Yeah, it never felt overly cheap to me. It felt like more you were going back home after being gone for twenty years and yeah. seeing old family and friends again. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's just heartwarming and at times very hilarious, featuring really two great, two outstanding, fantastic performances by our leads, particularly O'Halloran. I cannot praise him enough in this.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. So while we're in in praise mode, should we dive into like favorite favorite gag, favorite joke, whatever we call Absolutely. that one? Go um, ahead. I, I I think I said this for the first one too. <laughs> You're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah! That's my favorite. I say that whenever I repeat that yeah in my life ever since Clark's.
2: It's so- Whenever
1: anybody says something that's like a shine on or whatever, I go, "Yeah." Yeah! Yeah! I don't know why. It just it stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah,
0: it makes me so happy. And when I saw they were setting up to recreate that scene, I was like, oh, "Yes, please do it!" And yeah. oh my gosh, I think I like pumped my fist at the screen, like I was Absolutely. so I was excited great. for it. I,
1: I think for me, my favorite reference is probably when uh, Gigliotti shows up, when Veronica oh my shows gosh. up, and throws the script at uh, Randall. Yeah, and it just. I don't know. There was just something about... Because I think I knew she was coming back. Yeah. But I must have forgotten walking into this. Yeah. And when she opened up the door, it was like, oh, so wonderful to see her again. So I was very yeah. happy. But that's probably that. And I was going that back and forth and that. But it was just a cameo. It was so much shorter. was the Ethan Suppley <gasps> thing. Seeing, oh, my God. Trying to see the sailboat. Oh, my God. From Mallrats. So is uh, his version of Willem. Yeah. yeah that...
0: So, yeah. Oh, God. That was... That was so fantastic. I loved that so much. I think the entire crowd did. And even like Kevin Smith afterwards was like, if I make another movie like this, I apparently need to cast uh, Ethan and Danny Trejo because those are the reactions or those are the the appearances that get the biggest reactions from the crowd. He's like, every theater, everywhere we go, everyone loves them. But yeah, just (laughs) hearing him scream when Lord was like, oh my gosh, it was perfect. I loved that. As much as I loved that, my favorite reference was as soon as they opened the stint during Randall's surgery, and they started playing the Degrassi, The Next Generation theme. I was looking around the theater, and I don't feel like as many people got into that one. But for me- I
1: I had never watched an episode of Degrassi, so I had no idea.
0: I, I didn't watch OG Degrassi, but I watched The Next Generation for a long time. Like, talk in 10 years, at least, yeah. watch that show. I still follow the actress who played Paige. I still follow her on Instagram. I'm still convinced that one day if we meet, we'll become friends because we have really sure. similar birthdays. Oh, absolutely. So, like, that means we'll become friends. When Drake did his I'm Upset video and ended it with playing the Degrassi theme song, I lost my mind. I don't know why that song just gets me so hyped, but it does, and so as soon as that started I was like this is the best thing ever and I was just so excited and then I was reading afterwards that that is based on Kevin Smith's actual experience when he was having the operation he just kept like playing that song in his head basically uh-huh. to keep him in a good mood because it is just so like whatever it takes I know I can make it through and it's just like a whole like youth choir is singing it like it's ah, uh, it's so good and um That was like, that's it for me. I was like, this is my favorite thing.
1: Oh, I thought it was just a nice little song. (laughs) The way you described it, I had no (laughs) idea the tie-in. Oh, yeah. And I I think one of the things too about the the convenience store, one of the things, he he only took like four or five questions, I think. Yeah. And he spent like a good half hour. Talk about Degrassi. (laughs) Yeah. Degrassi, an influence on him. Yeah. How he wrote like an episode of it and Mm -hmm. appeared as one as well. Yeah, Yeah. They spent a lot of time on that. Yeah.
0: And I was was watching that show on the end when that was happening. And I was fully just over the moon about Clerks, small rats, all of the early stuff. And then watching Degrassi, I was like, are you kidding me? Jay, yeah, yeah. Jay and Silent Bob are in Degrassi? I was like, this is made for me. This is the best. And then it was a whole arc. And then like you said, like they came back. Oh my God, I was I was ecstatic over it. So then to hear that he was still like absolutely over the moon that he got to do that was really cool. So yeah, I loved it. His favorite performance obvious
1: absolutely I don't (laughs) think there is any question that it's O'Halloran
0: yeah yeah I mean I really part of me wanted to to like celebrate Randall in this because I hated him so much in Clerks 2 and I loved him so much in the first Clerks but as much as he's killing it O'Halloran's just just outdoing him
1: again that salsa shark scene (gasps) devastating devastating yeah so
0: yeah was so There's
1: good. No so, so what was your favorite gag? What was your favorite joke?
0: Oh God! I mean, I gotta pick one. Can I have? You're not allowed to rent here anymore. Still, like beyond that, because sure. i was fully like. I think that's when I laughed the hardest in the whole film. I also, oh God, jumping back because I'm all over the place because I just had a cold brew. I loved when Kevin Smith in the theater told the story of the woman who played in that scene and how she said mm-hmm. she wanted to do one as Lucy. Because um, yes. I feel like if you just see that scene in Clerks 3 where all of a sudden she's just Lucille Ball doing this scene and they're confused and Dante's like, she wanted to do one as Lucy. Like that's yeah. a complete throwaway. But to then hear like his story, Kevin Smith's story that that happened then that she was like, I can do it as Lucy. And he was just like, I don't think we're going to need that. Like like this 20 <laughs> something year old kid being like, no, that, that's okay, ma'am. We don't need to. But then to come back and make it and be like now I want you to do it as Lucy. And just like how happy she was about it. Like yep. that's something that watching it again last night, knowing that story. Yeah. Because the first time you see it, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is, but that's weird. But hearing the story is just like, oh my God, that's so sweet. What a moment for her. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe it's that whole version of that scene. The, the yeah and the Lucy. with Okay. I'll, I'll throw that all <laughs> <laughs> uh braiding time
1: well i gotta tell you what my favorite oh, gag yes. was i didn't i had a few there's amy c part i at one point i really i something about this i really enjoyed okay so we just scouted in here and the colors are fucking ugly so song Palm wants to shoot the whole movie
2: in black and white schindler's list black and white what is he nuts
1: uh no i'm a fucking filmmaker And any filmmaker worth their salt would know that the colors in this place are fucking ghastly. The only way you could deal with them is to neutralize them by going in black and white, which will also kind of act as a commentary on the soulless nature of commerce, while subliminally giving the audience the impression that they're watching our heroes from the perspective of an imaginary store security cam. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what an artist thinks. But, you know, it's up to you. However... I'm shooting it in black and white. Well, I ain't shooting it at all, motherfucker. That's right. So there's just something about... <laughs> I don't, it's not even the funniest joke in the movie, but there's just, just something about the presentation of it and the yeah. delivery and the one time that he speaks in the whole film again. Yeah. That just felt... I don't know what it is. It made me laugh so hard. But in the end, I couldn't go with it because... And I can't Ooh. have a clip for you because it's a journey. Oh, and it's Elias's journey <laughs> it was my favorite gag in the film, where he goes from the super Jesus guy yep. who has started a crypto program with his buddy, you know, Blockchain Coltrane, <laughs> and they're gonna sell NFTs of Buddy Christ kites. Yeah, but then when Randall has his heart attack, and Elias prays to Jesus to save him, and it doesn't happen, he switches to praising Satan instead. Mm-hmm. And he goes, there's like a a Blade Runner look at one point. There's a flock of seagulls (laughs) thing. And just his transformation throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And the one-off kind of observation and jokes about it is, for me, probably one of the funniest things in the entire movie. Yeah. And which is because Elias was never, I was never a big fan of Elias and Clerks too. So uh, to have him come around and have that journey of him going from just super Jesus fan to, you know. Card-carrying yeah. Satan worshiper,
0: super Jesus to super Satanist to millionaire.
1: Yep. So absolutely, my probably the funniest thing in the movie for me. Yeah, is that whole journey because it's sublime at some point. It's so it's yeah. so
0: so over the top, and yet he's just like standing there quietly in a yep. lot of scenes, just dressed like absolute madness. And yeah, that that first Blade Runner outfit where Randall's like, "Oh, Blade Runner, cool." And Eliza's just like, thanks. What's Blade Runner? <laughs> like the idea that he is just on his own, come up with this wig and eye makeup thing, like just independent of knowing Blade Runner. Like that was just a vibe he wanted. Just hilarious to me.
1: Good um. Stuff. So. Yeah. All right. So ratings, movies? Movies. Oh, it's nice to have the movies. I
0: know. Back.
1: We should just carry that through with they're all <laughs> Relevance be damned. Um, I'm trying to figure that out. I feel like as a view skew Kevin Smith fan, mm-hmm. this is four movies. Okay. But if I watch, but if I'm being honest with myself as just a movie experience, it's more three and a half. Yeah. So I feel like the nostalgia pushes me to four. Yeah. But if I'm being ruthless and true, it's three and a half.
0: Yeah. I think if you're if you're grading this on just like a film itself. Sure. Um, Yeah. But this is our show and I'm giving it four and a half movies. Four and a half. Four and a half because it was fun. I laughed out loud. I got misty. I felt nostalgic. It was everything I could have wanted from Clerks 3. Is it like the greatest movie ever? No. If somebody's never seen a Kevin Smith movie before, I'm going to want them to watch Clerks. Yeah. But if you enjoy his films... This is what you were after with Strike Back, with Reboot, all of it. Like this, I think it comes together the most here as far as the nostalgia and the callbacks, but also moving a story forward. And I think this is the most kind of complete thing he's put together in a long time. And he actually said that in the convenience store. He said, Clerks 2 is a movie and Clerks 3 is a film. Yep. So I...
1: You convinced me. I'm going up to four. Yeah. And if You throw in O'Halloran, yeah. performance as well. You're right. Yeah, this is a four movies for me. Yeah, absolutely, love it. You're okay,
0: should we should we share our little announcement with everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, that clip may as well contain me cackling afterwards because I don't think it's possible for you to play it and for me to not laugh <laughs> that hard. Um,
1: I got to edit a little bit, but yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, yes.
0: Do you have a synth handy to drop? Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Like, do you know? Do you know, dear listeners? (laughs) Season three, we're going back to a director. Yes. We're going back to a last name that is also a job. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I said it. That's a a leap that I made. From a smith to a carpenter. Yes. We're going to do the John Carpenter movies, you guys. Yay. Yay! All of them in order, starting soon. Because <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what date to say. Yeah, it's happening, and we're very excited. We're going to go movie by movie through John Carpenter's
1: career. That's it. Starting up with uh, Dark Star. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I almost <So>. like <laughs> yet. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> so day. so we are we are super excited to be back and to talk about so many more movies. We're going to be going through another journey, a journey once again that Chris is far more familiar with than I am.
1: But Yeah, but it's good because I get to revisit all the commentary yes. tracks or, or for the first time, listen to the commentary tracks on a lot of these damn movies. And I've been slowly but surely, um, though I think I talk about this in the first episode, which we've recorded.
0: <laughs> like two months ago.
1: <laughs> P- picking up 4Ks. Yeah. So yes. uh, there's a little tease on that too. And uh, yeah, no, I've been, I'm a huge Carpenter fan. Yeah. So uh, I've been looking forward to this. So, yes, I'm very excited.
0: Yeah. We we can't wait. New season's going to be rolling out soon. Um, we've got a lot of amazing guests. We're so excited. Yeah. We're back. You can't get rid of us. We're back in the feeds.
1: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it was fun. Re- yeah. Reuniting re- there for the quick little, uh, the, uh. Kevin Smith's and the uh, Clerks 3. Yeah. I'm glad this film was as enjoyable and as successful as it was. I was very relieved Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of fun with it. So that's good.
0: Yeah. A good time was had by all.
1: Yeah. So everybody, thank you for listening and coming back and uh, revisiting this trip down memory lane. Quite literally for us going back (laughs) to season one, but then with Clerks as well.
0: Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at Screen Run. The show is uh, screenrun.fun. Anywhere podcasts are found. Get ready. Season three is coming. I I have
1: really one last thing to tell you, and that's, of course,
2: Snoochie Boogies.
1: (laughs) See you soon.
0: Bye.